Hi friends, welcome back to Becoming Miriam, the podcast. So, I talked about this a little bit in my life update, but I'm just still stuck on it, so I'm going to talk about it again. Um, As you guys know, I was diagnosed as bipolar 2, so basically meaning that my mood fluctuates into hypomanic episodes and uh, severe depressive episodes. Well, I'm in denial, I think. I think that I was misdiagnosed. I do not think that I'm bipolar, personally. So, I just wanted to bring this to the table and see what you guys think. Um, I looked up the def- like the de- like, uh, diagnosis criteria, and so... It says three or more of the following symptoms must be present um, and represent a significant change from the usual behavior. So those criteria are, or the options are, an inflated self-esteem. Esteem. I don't think I ever have an inflated self-esteem. I've talked about it. I struggle with confidence. So even when I feel good, like it's never over the top, like high self-esteem. Decreased need for sleep. This is like, I need two hours of sleep and I'm good to go. Like, I feel great with two hours of sleep. That's not me at all. Um, Even on days, like, the latest I've ever stayed up was, like, 3 a.m. once. And I had to wake up for work the next day at, like, 6. So that's, like, three hours of sleep. I was exhausted. And that's, like, yeah, I, I sleep a lot. Like, I need sleep. Like, if I'm asleep, I'm crashed out. Like, I'm not waking up until I get my hours, unless I have to go to work or something like that. Um, This next one is increased talkativeness. This one I wonder because I I like to talk. I talk a lot, but I don't think it's ever like, well, for this, like, I'm never, oh my God, that was ridiculous. I don't think that I'm ever over the top, like, where I just can't stop talking or I'm cutting people off or I'm like this and this and... So I don't know. My friends, if you're listening to this, family, um, do you guys think, have you ever noticed? And, and again, this has to be outside of the usual behavior. So if I, like, I don't know. But I don't, I've, I haven't noticed where it was like a crazy change where like one day I'm just, and then, and typically it has to be for four or more consecutive days that these symptoms happen for it to be considered a hypomanic episode. So it's not like I've ever had a few days at a time where I'm just like nonstop talking and I can't stop talking and everything is like, listen to me talk and I'm cutting you off. Like, I don't know. The next one is racing thoughts. Um, I have anxiety. So sometimes I feel like my thoughts are all over the place. But I feel like that's normal for me. Like, I, I also have anxiety. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of normal. Uh, the next one's distracted easily. I do feel like I struggle with my attention. But it's not so much that, like, I can't pay attention. It's like I get bored. So, like, doing homework or studying. Like, I'll pick up my phone constantly. And so that counts as being distracted, right? But it's not like... I'm not, like, squirrel. Like, that kind of distracted. So I don't know, but that's one of the criteria. Uh, This next one is increase in goal-directed activities. So the example I was given 
on this is inappropriate. So here's a warning. Viewer discretion is advised. It's not that crazy. But like the example that I was given is like, oh, I really want to have sex. So you're like going to do that. Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to find somebody to do that. I have never in my life been that person. So um, I don't think I've ever like pick a goal and then like go crazy. I guess maybe if that like is the same thing as like sometimes I get motivated to like, oh, I really want to paint and I don't have any paint supplies. So I'm like, hmm, let's go to the store and buy some supplies for paint. Like that's goal directed, I guess. But is that abnormal? And then the last one is engaging in activities that hold the potential for painful consequences. Example, unrestrained buying sprees. Ooh, that one could apply. I do like, no, I don't know. I will spend money, but it's never been like bad. Like I don't buy crazy things. Like I'll go to the Dollar Tree and cash out real quick, 20 bucks, get myself 20 stuff, 20 items, or like go to Walmart or Target and like buy something. But it's never like, I'm like crazy. Like there was one time when I did rack up some credit card debt. So I don't know if that can count, but I also was like struggling financially. So I was using my credit card for like gas and food. It wasn't just like, I just want to shop. I, I, I do like to buy things. And a lot of times they are like really random things that like just slowly add up. But I've never gone on like a shopping spree where I'm like, let's just go shopping. And then I like go crazy. So maybe that one applies. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? And then, of course, the depressive side of bipolar. I, I've already, like, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because I know for a fact that I have depression. So that one applies for sure. But the thing that I'm questioning is the hypomania side of things. So, again, I need three or more of those symptoms to be present. Um, that's a change for a significant change from usual behavior for four or more consecutive days. So. I don't know. I'm trying to see what else is in here. I think that's it. Oh, let's see if this one says anything. Here's a different list. Let's go through this list. Some of them might be the same, but let's go through it. So this one says, um, at least three symptoms will exist for a minimum of 96 hours. First one is abnormally upbeat, jumpier, wired. I think, I don't think I'm abnormally upbeat. I, when I'm not depressed, I do think that I'm a happy, upbeat person, but I think that's normally who I am. I don't think I've ever had a situation where I'm abnormally like extra. I'll get hyper sometimes, like give me some Dr. Pepper and like just a little extra sugar and I'm like good to go. I'm really hyper, like I'll get excited, but I also feel like that situation, I tend to like absorb energy. So like for example, one 
one year me and my friends threw this like mini Halloween party with just some friends from work. And I was, I like, it was just a really fun time. I was drinking a lot of Dr. Pepper cause I don't drink and I just got really hyper and I'm just like jumping around, dancing, like just being crazy. And one of my friends was like, Miriam, how are you going to get home tonight? Like you can't drive, you're drunk. And I'm like, what? And he was like, he was like legit serious. And I'm like, bro, all I've had was Dr. Pepper. Like I'm not drunk. I just like everyone else is having a really fun, good time. So I absorb that. And now I'm having a really fun, good time. But again, that's all situational. Like, it's not like I was like that for 96 hours straight. It was like, I was like that at this party. And then like after before and after that, I was like normal. And again, I find that to be normal, like normally who I am. I tend to be a goofy, fun one. And again, when I'm not going through a depressive episode, like I've been going through the last year, but I tend to be like a really upbeat, happy person. At least that's who I think that I am. Uh, Next one is increased activity, energy, or agitation. Um, One time I got really motivated to like reorganize my house. So I was like moving furniture around and like redecorating it was mostly like rearranging like furniture and I knocked out like a whole bedroom like of rearranging things by myself like moving my bed and like my bed's really heavy like it's this I don't know what it's made out of I forgot but it's really heavy and so I like got myself really like I had a lot of increased energy then so I could knock that out but again it was like situational I was motivated to do this I did it And then after that, I went back to normal. Yeah. Next one is less desire to sleep. Talked about that one already. Unusual talkativeness. Talked about that one already. Exaggerated sense of well-being or self-confidence. Talked about that. Thinking is rushed or scattered. We kind of talked about that. Distracted. Talked about that. Increase in activity towards goal. Talked about that. Um. Poor decision-making, such as taking risks sexually or making unwise investments. Yeah, that's this list. What's that one say? An increase in purposeless physical activity, such as restlessness, pacing, uh, tapping your fingers or feet, abruptly starting and stopping tasks, rapidly talking and moving items around without meaning. I don't like fidgeting is what that sounds like. I get fidgety when like I'm anxious, like I'll tap my feet a lot when I get really stressed um, or I have like my fidget cube. So that, that applies, but you see what I mean? And again, hopefully, you know, my friends and family are listening to my podcast. If you're not, that's rude, but you guys know me, you've been around me. Do you guys think any of those apply to me? Because I don't know. And again, I'm trying to like be open-minded about it. Because I know that I can get a little bit stubborn sometimes. Just a little bit. Like I'm not crazy stubborn. But since I decided that I don't want to be on medication, I'm afraid that I'm like just using that as an example to be like, I'm not bipolar. I'm misdiagnosed. And like just trying to like just get out of the medication. So maybe I am bipolar and I'm just in denial 
But whenever I talk to somebody, like I was talking to my therapist uh, the other day, actually, and she was giving me examples of other people that she's talked to that are bipolar. And she's like, they notice, or at least if they don't notice, their family will notice a drastic change in their like mood where they're like really up, like, 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 but it's always like a drastic change that's abnormal from your normal behavior. And to me, I think my normal behavior is happy and upbeat and then I fall into a depressive state and then I go back to normal and then I can fall back into a depressive state and then I go back to normal. But I don't think I ever surpass normal and go into hypomania and then go back. Like, I don't think I ever go past my normal state. So that makes me think that I just have depression, not bipolar, which would be hypomania and depression. Look up the definition of bipolar 2. Read up on hypomania. And then um, please uh, diagnose me and tell me what you think. Because I'm in denial. I'm in denial. But I don't think I'm... And then here's the other thing too. I think... And again, I want to get off my medication. But I don't have a problem with it. I'm not going to do it forever. I can tell you that right now. But like I take... A medication for my anxiety when I start to get really anxious I'll take a pill for my that's prescribed to me and it helps and I love it like when I get really anxious I know that that's going to get me back down to a normal state so I don't have a problem taking that because I know it helps me but being that I think I'm misdiagnosed I feel like what I'm taking is like there's no purpose to it. And like when I was talking, because I don't know if you remember in my life update, I was telling you guys that I was going to be getting off of a medication because I switched it. Well, I had my appointment with my psychiatrist and I was like, oh, I'm getting off of this pill too, right? Because we switched it out. And she's like, no, we're not going to get off that just yet. And I'm like, why not? You said we were switched, like that was the replacement. And she's like, yeah, but you need to be at a higher dosage for that to be therapeutic. And so... Um, we just want to wait. And I'm like, for how long? And she's like, well, a year is recommended. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be on this for a year. I want to get off. And then she's like, okay, okay. Well, how about I lower the dosage for a month and then we'll like talk about it in a month. And I'm like, all right, fine. But she wants to keep me on the medication. And I just feel like the only thing that the medication is doing is causing emotional flattening for me where I feel like I don't have any personality. I feel like I like don't have any interest in doing things. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But the point, what I was going to say is people, I feel like they're so easy. It's so easy to prescribe. Like when I first told my psychiatrist that my therapist thought that I might be bipolar and I might need a mood stabilizer, she didn't really, like I was never given a bipolar assessment. It was like, oh, do you ever feel like, you know, can you like survive off a few hours of sleep? And I'm like, yeah, like I've, like if I have to, like I'll be fine. Like there's, there's been times where I like get a little bit of sleep and then I feel okay. And like, I feel fine, but it's never like two, three hours. It's like, like at the latest I'm going to bed at like 1am and I'm waking up at like seven or eight. Like that's still like six, seven, like that's still enough sleep to feel okay. Like it's never been like two hours and I feel great. And then like she, so she'll ask me some very like basic, basic, um, diagnostic questions, I guess. And she's like, okay, yeah, we can try this. And so when I was telling her that I want to get off of this medication, she was like, well, I don't want to take you off of it so abruptly because I'm afraid you'll relapse. And I'm like, what does that even mean? 
Relapse to what? I've never... I can't think of an example when I had, like, some crazy episode that I, like... Yeah, I don't... What does that even mean? So, like, when I was telling my therapist and she was... Man, maybe I am bipolar because I'm jumping around like crazy. When I was telling my therapist and she was telling me about the people that she's talked to and like they drastically can tell a difference either they do or their like friends and family can tell she was telling me about like one person that like every summer they have to actually go inpatient and like check themselves into a hospital because like every summer they have a type like a crazy manic episode and I'm like yeah I've never like it's noticeable is what I'm getting at but the other thing that I wanted to say is that I did an outpatient program and I was already, I started seeing my old therapist by then and she's the one that recommended like, hey, you should ask your psychiatrist about a mood stabilizer. I think you might be bipolar. And I brought it up to the psychiatrist at the hospital that I was doing my program at. And I said, and I was like, doctor, my therapist thinks that I might need a mood stabilizer. Like, what do you, what is that? Like, what do you think? And he's like, no. He did not agree with that diagnosis at all. And then, so then, but then I also, at around the same time I started, because I was going to graduate the program, so I couldn't keep seeing the same doctor. So then I had to find a new psychiatrist. And so I brought it up to the new psychiatrist, which is the psychiatrist that I'm with now, because my therapist was like, I think you should bring it up again, like if you're seeing a new psychiatrist. So I brought it up and they, like I said, asked me like basic generic questions and were like, yeah, here you go. Here's some pills. And now that I'm with a new therapist, we were going through like the, all those criteria that we just did. And like, again, I couldn't think of examples to actually meet the criteria with my new therapist. So I just feel like there's been inconsistency in my diagnosis. And my new therapist, like she did say, like, even though it sounds like she doesn't think that I'm bipolar, she did say like, it's too soon for her. Like she hasn't gotten to know me enough. So there's that too. But it's just seems like, you know, one doctor, one therapist doesn't think I'm bipolar. The other therapist thinks I am. The other psychiatrist like is like, sure, here you go. So the inconsistencies make me really question. Like I want to take like a legit assessment, like, cause there's, like assessments for like anxiety, depression. So I feel like there should be one for bipolar. So next time I have an appointment, I'm going to ask to take an assessment just because I really don't think that I'm bipolar. And I'm also tracking my mood now, like on a daily basis, me and my therapist came up with like this little tracking system. So every day I have to rate how I'm feeling for the day on a scale of one to five. And like we broke down what each number means. So I'm going to track it for the next like month or two months. And if I'm not noticing like any crazy ch- like changes, cause I haven't been feeling like up and down, up and down. I've just been feeling the same. So we'll see. Anyways, I was rambling. Let me know what you guys think. Text me, shoot me an, a DM on the, on the Instagram. Instagram is at becoming Miriam podcast. I'd appreciate it if you would diagnose me. Just kidding. You guys are not medical professionals, but I still want to know what you think. Please. Thank you. I love you. Bye.